Welcome to a Come Follow Me podcast with Brother Anderson and Brother Mickelson, just two church educators who love the gospel and love teaching it. We are different from other Come Follow Me podcasts in that we're going to take it from a teaching perspective. Each week we will brainstorm together possible approaches and ideas for teaching like we're a big podcast faculty. This is not an official production of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but we are really big fans. And here's the podcast. <laughs> now, you got your phone away from your microphone, right? No, I don't. Well, okay, now Get I it do. away. Get it away. There. Yep, I, I, we, we, are. Have, we have been buzz-free. I don't know if you listen to Taylor and Tyler, but their audio was Oh, but you horrendous. know what I don't have is my... Oh, no. My... Uh, microphone on me <laughs> there okay so are we, are we starting oh now? man i just found out how oh, i ruined a tie <laughs> i spilled uh super glue on my tie so that's probably staying no i think you could use don i'm just kidding i have no idea what were you, <laughs> like, why were you using your tie to open the super don? glue lid <laughs> no just it's that or my teeth <laughs> 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 uh, I had a, I, I got a brand new suit and uh, a silk tie that my wife bought me over the summer. And I'm mm-hmm. making one of these clean, simple eat oatmeals where you put this almond butter, but almond butter has a way of separating. So all the oils on the top and all the stuff's on the bottom. So when you open a new almond butter, you have to mix it up. And so I took the spoon and was like, it was especially hard on the bottom. And so, you know, when you're like pulling on something and then it finally gives way just all of a sudden. And I just pushed almond oil, and it just splashed all down my tie and my suit and my shirt. I was like, well, it's yeah. a good thing it's just well, oil. There we go. Yeah, luckily it's the easy stuff to get out. Yeah, and Bonnie goes, well, it's a good thing that tie's polyester, and I look at it. No, Bonnie, it's silk, so. <laughs> yeah. If it was much less than this, it would be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> all right. If it was water, it would be ruined. All right. All right, what happened this uh, week? Let's report, report let's, on the okay, week. Okay, so this week, so here's what was interesting, and I'll tell you how it ended especially. So this week, we really focused on 6 and 8 and 9, DNC 6, 8, and 9. Um, I did do a little contextual stuff with 7, but I didn't really go through the whole learning pattern. You know what I mean? Right, right. Just context. Here's what's going on there. You, you ought to know. But um, with 6 and 8 and 9, we just... We spent the whole week really digging into what did the Lord teach Oliver and Joseph about the revelatory process. Um, I made it clear that there's a lot more to it than what we're going to look at. This is just what these sections teach about it. Mm-hmm. The other thing we did is, in uh, if you look and Come Follow Me, it had that link to the Hear Him series that had like seven members of the Twelve and Sister Bingham giving little 30-second to two-minute videos where they just said, here's how I hear him. Yeah. And, and I introduced that by saying that the leaders of the church, they're not perfect, and they're still trying to figure these things out for sure, but they have been trying to get better at this for a long time. And I've also been in a position to have lots of chances to practice because of callings they have and the, the, their efforts to minister Therefore, we would be foolish to not listen in as, uh, you know, a member of the 12 says, hey, here's something I've learned, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so we listened to one of those to start every day, almost like the devotional, 
we would listen to one of those, and then I'd have the students just answer a little question in their journal about it. Just something kind of simple. Like Elder Gong talks about, uh, as we reach out to other people, we'll definitely feel God's love for us and for others, and that's when he'll communicate with us when we're trying to serve others. And I had a lot of students just say, you know what, that's, that's something I could practice. I could do that starting right now. Yeah. I could just try to focus on other people a little bit more during the day and then pay attention to what thoughts come to my mind and write those things down. So at the end of the week, which was today, to start class, I gave them a little, oh, I didn't bring it in. I gave them a little sheet of paper, like a half a sheet of paper. And up at the top, it said, you know, we've been focused in on what the Lord taught Oliver and Joseph about the personal revelatory process this week. What aha moments have you had when it comes to revelation? What have you learned? Help me know, help me understand what you've learned about revelation. It has been fascinating to read what they wrote. Let me give you one example. A girl named Emily, who's she's great. She's a great student. She wrote in there that she just loved when President Nelson in this month's, uh, sorry, yeah, this month's Leahona magazine in that, that his first article, he talks about revelation, personal revelation. And he said, you know, we want to pray about the stuff that matters to us and then just take a few minutes quietly on our knees and kind of listen for thoughts that come to us and then write those down. And she said in her thing, I loved that so much that I've just been doing it all week, and it has been such a great experience. Wow. So I guess what I love is this girl took something that the prophet you know, invited her to do to be a little better at Revelation and is having a good experience with it every night. You yeah. Know? You know, I, uh, so for the teachers who may be listening to this or the parents out there, this isn't your last chance to try this because Revelation like revelations on receiving revelation are still coming, you know, next week, this coming week, DNC 11. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally forgot about that idea. That would have been a great way to start my lesson, but that doesn't mean I can't ever use this idea. And the second thing is I love what you did. It's a skill we've been practicing from elder Bednar's evening with the general authority, where he does that thing of what did you hear? What, what is still unclear to you? You know, he asks at the end of his teaching and you basically did that for the week. What did you hear this week? What was the thing that yeah. you are going to take with you from the week? And that's a that's got to be a great way for the students to synthesize and then and then deepen, make it go deeper in their hearts as, as yeah. likely to be applied. So cool stuff. So what what I'm going to do today because I think I'll have a little more time once school's over is I'm going to type up five or six of them and start next week's class by saying here's what some of you said you learned. That's cool. It'll just be, it'll be good. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. And it'll build up the student who you share, and they'll hear what their peers are doing. Sure. I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. I also, one of the questions they were going to go home with this week is to go ask their parents, how do you know when you're receiving revelation? What's it like for you? And just have that conversation. The, reverse, so, the reverse question thing. Mm-hmm. I had a yeah. number of my teachers tell me they've been trying the reverse question thing, and we kind of troubleshot because one of them like said, I love the idea. I just couldn't get my students to do it. And I said, well, what did you do? She said, well, I told them about it the day before, and then I asked them the next day, did any of you do it? None of them did. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. Well, maybe there's a more effective way to do this. So we talked about different strategies, like the one that you had told me where you said, hey, why don't you guys text a question to your parents right now? And yeah. um, and then let's see if any of your parents answer by the end of the day. I think she was teaching DNC section three, and so a question I thought I wonder. I bet students would love to ask their parents. When did you give into peer pressure as a teenager, and how did you overcome it? What did you learn as a result of that? 
and uh, you know, and you could text that to them, or you could you know let parents know, hey, um, your your child is going to come home and ask you this question at some point to you know, so just be ready for it, you know, and, uh, yeah. and, and don't just try it once and be like, well, they didn't do it. I guess it was a bad idea. You know, this is the kind of yeah. thing that you want to follow up on. But anyway, yeah, you know, I sent a message. I, I sent a message home to the parents even one this couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, I invited you, you know, all the students to go home and ask their parents this question. If you don't hear from your kid, go ahead and bring it up. Yeah. I'd, I'd be really curious in what they report tomorrow. You know, no big yeah. deal. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's great. I uh, I have personally, sections six, eight, and nine couldn't have come at a better time for me, honestly. And studying Oliver Cowdery, I felt like I was living some version of Oliver Cowdery this week, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what the Lord has given me permission to do, what he's given me power to do, and how much do I trust him? And, and how, you know, and... and how much am I listening to my fear on, on doing some of these things? It's been great. And I yeah. hope I hope that's the kind of thing that can happen. I know it doesn't happen all the time, but we really ought to be applying these things. Let me just say something about Section 7, just because I know it gets skipped just about yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this morning with my kids, um, I I, uh, I said, here's what I want to do. Section 7, an, an, it's, it's unique. It's, it really is a weird revelation because, you know, we looked at the chapter heading. It's a revelation of a parchment that Joseph and Oliver don't have, who knows where it is, if it even exists anywhere, maybe it's in a cave somewhere, and they translated it, God gave them a vision of the parchment and then gave them the power to translate it. And that right there prompted my oldest to ask, why did Joseph need the gold plates if God could just do that? I was like, that's a great question, let's talk about that later, because what I really want to do is, let's read what John wrote and I just want to hear what you guys hear. And so I just read all eight verses, just kind of quick for them this morning. Mm-hmm. And man, we had a discussion. Like they heard, wait a second. So God just let John do whatever he, like ask whatever he wanted. And he wanted to not die. And God granted it to him. And I said, yeah, think about how much God has to trust a person to say to them, yeah, whatever you ask me, I'll give it to you. And so then we had this conversation about, um, you know, what would it take? Do you think if, if God said that to you, what would you ask for? My son with diabetes said, I'd ask him to heal me of diabetes. I said, no, that makes sense. And I asked my oldest son and he's like, oh, I don't know. And you could tell he was getting anxious. He's like, I don't even know what I would ask. I, like there's too many options, you know, almost like he's getting three wishes or something. But, yeah. but, but then we talked about this idea that God actually gives us little ways to practice that all the time. Because all the time he says to us, do you have a desire for something? Ask me for it and I'll grant it for you. And eventually what happens as we acquire the mind and will of Christ, like Nephi in the book of Helaman did, then God finally says, you know what? Anything you ask me, I'll give you because I know you won't ask me contrary to my will. You have acquired the mind of Christ. And and so I don't know. It was a, that was an interesting discussion. Uh, we also talked about Peter and how it's a zero sum game to compare desires you know, like yeah. sometimes, sometimes we'll look at somebody like my, my little brother bought a Bowflex, um, you know, weight training apparatus. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, why don't you just buy some TRX straps and a bike trainer, a smart bike trainer? Why would you get a Bowflex? That's dumb that you desire something different than me. You know, like, and we just laughed yeah. about how dumb <laughs> yeah. that is to, to judge. But, you know, Peter, Peter's comparing his desire to John's and the Lord's saying, you both will have joy in what you've desired. 
So don't even like, there's no benefit that can come from comparing each other's desires right now. Anyway, yeah, it made yeah. me kind of wish I had thrown that into a lesson somewhere, but then I remembered I had no time. <laughs> but it's nice to think about. Yeah. So I'm glad our family had time for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're 12 minutes in. Jeez, let's get over to uh, sections. Mm, all right. We got Luckily, s- there's only section 10 and 11. <laughs> 10 and 11. However, I because section 11 comes with section 12 in the teacher manual, I did throw that into the pacing, even though it's not come follow me, but whatever. Oh, oh, I mean, it, well, no, yeah, right. It doesn't matter. Don't teach that part. <laughs> um, I did include in my pacing guide, if you haven't taught section one by now because of that funny start that we had, you yeah, ought to, you ought to yeah. teach section one. And maybe now's a great time because section 10 deals with, okay, Joseph, so you made some mistakes, but here's the plan now. Here's how we're going to solve it. And maybe this is a good time to talk about profits in general, what they know and what they don't know. And section one lays yeah. that all out. So I had that there. I also had a special topic, um, you know, if you're looking for something to teach teachers out there um, about agency and how God honors agency while still letting his plan roll. And um, anyway, oh, yeah. so there's some resources I put together for that if, if you need a special topic. Yeah, because this is... A, not a bad week if you have an extra thing you feel like you need to do or haven't done yet. This yeah. is not a bad. I mean, you know, I I think I've got a solid three and a half days of stuff in my head right now. I mean, sure that'll change, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, give me your solid three things. What do you got? Well, okay. <clears throat> On day one, I just I'm just going to talk about. Well, let me stop. I'm going to probably show, uh, there's, I, I didn't show four of the apostles, and I told the kids, we'd, we'll watch all of them. So I'll probably show one of the apostles, uh, hear him videos. I just had a lot of students say, I loved, I loved hearing from the apostles and what they taught. So I'll, they're two minutes, that's a, I'll start class. I'm also going to go over what a lot of the kids said about what they learned about Revelation from this last week. So well, you'll spend you half, know, that, I'll only, half the day debriefing still. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll do that. And, and also probably talking about, have you guys done anything different now that you've learned about Revelation? Are, are you doing anything different? Because yeah, that's, that's really where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, it's important to do those kind of follow-ups and to take the time to do it because yeah, that, yeah. The, la, this week's lessons were really important for students to figure out. And so, yeah, I think taking yeah. the time is wise. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to do, <coughs> excuse me, in DNC 10, I'm just going to do the storyline. So basically, I'm going to do the 116 pages. First Nephi, what is it, 9, where Nephi says, ah, I'm going to make these plates, don't know why. Yep. Uh, Words of Mormon, and then DNC 38, uh, just uh, that DNC 38 verses 1 and 2. Just this, I, I just want to basically talk about why can you and I trust the Lord? And one of the reasons why is he sees everything, whatever DNC 8, oh, DNC uh, 38, 1 and 2. Me. Yeah. yeah, whatever that means, at least one of the implications is that he can, he can already, you know, he had solved this problem before. So as long as Joseph will continue to trust in the Lord, we haven't lost anything. We're okay. Yeah. He even says to Joseph, you know, you've lost the gift, but you have it back now. So... You've learned some lessons. I just love this attitude the Lord seems to have, which is, yeah, there were some consequences, but those are already, and now, 
hey, if you're repentant and humble, we move on. Let's get back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Oliver. You you it was expedient when you started, but you feared in the times past, it's not expedient anymore. No big deal. Let's move Let's on. Let's get back to work. Yeah. We're, we're fine. So I'm not gonna talk about praying always on Monday. That'll be a Tuesday thing. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think. So I'm going to talk about basically verses th- uh, 3, well, 10 through about 19, and then 30 through 32. Satan's plot and God's way of solving it. Basically, he, yeah, here's what Satan was trying to do. Here's what God, you know, did. And we'll just talk about the implications for yeah, us. Yeah. You know, this idea that when Heavenly Father gives you commandments now, today, about, for instance, maybe about the way that you date or the way that you hear him, there may be some implications down the line. Because, again, I'm sure Nephi had a few moments of, man, I, it takes a little work to chisel on these plates. and I'm making a duplicate set, but yeah. I'll do it. And, you know, Nephi may or may not have ever known why until he was in the spirit world. I, I don't really know. But, you know, same with Mormon. I'll put these in here, but it's weird because the story's already in there. But I'll do it. I trust the Lord. Yeah. Um, you know, so I do. I do love the idea of a of a student saying, "I don't know why I need to keep myself a little bit like I need to not study date in high school and kind of leave that for post mission age stuff." I don't totally understand why, but there's got to be some implications for me down the line. So you know, what? I'm going to trust the Lord and and yeah. work on it. Yeah, that's a good first day. I think you got a lot yeah. there. So, the, yeah, I, I mean, may not even be able to cover it all. but And then I'm going to fill in some of the, I think I'm going to do pray always that you may come off conqueror. And then I'm going to go to verse 20 through about 27, because this is almost where the Lord pauses and says, let me tell you a little bit about how Satan works. Yeah. And, it, and you know, since we know the storyline, we have the context, we can look at how Satan works in the context of the 116 pages, but then also say, okay, what's it look like? What is it when, when he's stirring up the hearts of people to anger against his work, what does that look like? And what are some things we've been asked to do about that? So we can, you know, not yeah, so hinder the work or I was thinking a similar thing because just like the first vision and the episode of losing the 116 pages, both of those give us kind of this uh, perspective of both how Satan works and how God works. And, and this kind of continues it. You can really see mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. some of the satanic strategies like, you know, in, in the first vision, of course, he's all about confusion and strife. He's all about seizing and kind of trying to overwhelm you with, with his power. He's trying to destroy hope. He's trying to keep you from praying. And then in, uh, in you know, the section three episode, he, he uses friends and peer pressure. He makes you think that if uh, you lose these friends, you won't, you will never be happy or things won't work out. And then in section 10, he really reveals, you know, one of the things Satan likes to do is convince people that you're lying. And so the way to catch that person in a lie is you need to lie. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's funny about that is Satan's guaranteed to win in that, in that scenario, because even if what you tried to do to the other person doesn't work, well, at least he made you a liar, you know? And, and there, yeah. there's something about the, the ends justify the means, you know, kind of, a, of a, a way of thinking. That's another one of Satan's strategies. He's all about deception, uh, justifying our deceptions, you know. And, and so yeah. you can see that in here as well. Yeah. 
So that's Tuesday, and then I think Wednesday I really focus on on some things I find in DNC 11, which again I haven't looked at quite yet, you know, deep enough. I do want to talk a little bit about Hiram Smith, maybe do a little bit of the deeper context yeah. with Hiram, because this is, you know, Hiram really is showing up for the first time in, in our storyline, and he's st- showing up with a great question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's that's boy, what what a nice thing to be asking the Lord. Yeah. So maybe we go back and just give a little bit more on Hiram. And then, you know, there's just some some great one-liners in there, right? Seek to bring forth and establish the cause of Zion. It might be kind of enjoyable. Let's define the cause of Zion and what it looks like for a high school student to do this. Um, you're, you're not serving as a full-time missionary now and, and gathering Israel that way, but that's probably not the only way you can gather Israel. So what does it look like if you're a, a, you know, a junior in high school? Or this idea of, uh, you know, seeking to obtain the word before you go out and teach, and what, what are the implications there? And yeah. where are they in the translation process? What's the context for, for this, you know? Well, yeah, apparently this is out of order just a hair because um, Hiram asked this question that brings about this revelation because Samuel's been baptized by Oliver. So mm-hmm. section mm-hmm. 13's actually already happened, um, but they're all in the month of May, 1829, so who knows why they got ordered the way they did. But yeah, you're Oliver, and you're kind of maybe having a little FOMO, your fear of missing out on what's happening um, and wanting to be a part of it. And the Lord's saying, well, you've got to oh, be— Oh, Hiram, Hiram. Hiram, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Oliver, but— Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. But Hiram, Hiram may be feeling like, I want to be baptized. I want to be a missionary. I want to go out and— You know, now, this may be a terrible idea, and, and if you think it is, I'll totally you know cut it from the podcast so nobody will ever hear it. But it <laughs> is interesting that Hiram is told in this first revelation— before you seek to declare my word, first seek to obtain my word, and then your tongue will be loose, you'll have my spirit, you know. Remember in Saints, it talks about now we're in Nauvoo, and John C. Bennett, that whole mess with uh, spiritual wifery, basically John C. Mm-hmm. Bennett is what everybody who is critical of Joseph, he's the, he's the personification of what they accuse Joseph of being, a womanizer, a sexual deviant, all these things. And so Hiram has been tasked with William Law to investigate um, John C. Bennett and to denounce him. So Hiram is very bold against anything that's not strict monogamy. And you remember that episode in Saints where Joseph wants to tell Hiram about plural marriage, but every time he tries, Hiram is so dead set against anything that smells like what John C. Bennett was doing, he can't do it. And, And there's that moment where... Joseph hangs his head and looks at Brigham and says basically to Brigham, you talk to him. And Brigham's like, I don't want to talk to him, you know. But but I, I just wonder if th- there's an interesting lesson here of Hiram's got a, a good heart. And sometimes all of us, when we're desiring to do something good, will speak out of the goodness of our heart. But there is wisdom in recognizing, now, are you sure about that before you get so bold about it? Maybe you need yeah. to seek to obtain my word a little bit more before you try to declare so powerfully something you're not actually as sure about or, you know, don't yeah. know for sure. And, and maybe that's a bad example of it. But I think all the time you and me as teachers and parents that are listening out there and teachers that are listening out there, students will come and ask us questions. And we have this real pressure to give them an answer and to be authoritative about the answer when more often than not, we might need to say, 
you know, I actually don't know that. Give me a little bit of time to see what I can come up. I need to first obtain the word before I can declare the word to you. I think we get that backwards yeah. all the time. So it's a good lesson oh, I for had us. A student, yeah, I had a student come to me two days ago, and he asked a very complicated question about Joseph and his and and people that he was sealed to and, and uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, Poly- you know, polyandry. Polyandry. Polyandry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here's an initial answer that I do know, but there's a lot more to this. So let me go get it and we'll all live for 24 hours. So, yeah, you know, and yeah, because, let me do a little research. Cause remember one of Satan's strategies is to immediately seize. And this, this feeling mm-hmm. that you have to come up with an answer right now is actually not from the spirit. That's, that's a satanic lie. You actually have time for these things to, God always works line upon line a little bit here and a little bit there. And, we always have time to obtain the word before we have to declare it. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's a lesson for us. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else? I don't. So that gets me to Thursday. I do think I, I've been thinking all week this week, and I'll probably do it again because I do love. I love DNC eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteen. You know this. Put your trust in that spirit, and this is the effect the spirit typically has on us. Mm. So it's a, it'll be a little bit of a review of some of what we talked about in 6, 8, and 9. But I may save that part for, for Thursday. Next, oh, okay. And then use President Nelson's, uh, President Nelson's Leahona. It's just such a good uh, uh, article. Uh, his re- you know January 2021 is it, about, is it about hear him it's about personal revelation yeah so yeah, I, I, I may do that we'll see and then Friday I, I you know I I need to do some doctoral uh, mastery uh, somewhere huh? doctrinal mastery stuff so we ought to yeah. probably provide the teachers I know we're not prepared to do it this time but maybe next week we should do a little bit of looking at the doctoral mastery and helping I know a lot of my teachers are struggling with how do we uh, how do we incorporate yeah. that still and if if you listen to that 2021 broadcast that just came out this week, it's not going anywhere. It's not a peripheral yeah. thing we do. This is a foundational thing we do is is doctrinal mastery. So maybe we should include yeah. that here. Yep. Next time, next time. Um, I do have slated. Um, it's it's DNC 636 this week. I don't know if you're on a similar schedule, but it's still not a bad place to say, "Look unto me in every thought, doubt not, fear not." With section 10 and section 11. So yeah, I, I see. Problem is, I covered that this week. We just had. Oh, is that what you're saying? The week we're currently in? No, 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 no. Like, just if you're following the order of the doctrinal mastery verses themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you covered yeah. it because you talked about it in section six and its natural lying. But the actual doctrinal mastery materials for it, I can't remember. Do you have the new stuff, or are you still operating on the old stuff? I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah, we're a pilot. I think I forget that maybe you guys don't have the newer stuff. I mean, stuff. they gave us some new stuff because they had to email it to me. Oh, did they? Is it is it topical or is it by verse? Mm, I don't know. I haven't looked at it very much. It, it looks like you haven't been using it. Uh, yeah, that, that's been the, the difference of emphasis. Instead of doing doctrinal mastery topics, now it's doctrinal mastery verses um, mm-hmm. by emphasis. Anyway. Okay, okay. Well, that's probably enough for this week. Any uh, any final thoughts? So. Yeah, I do have one final thought. Okay. And I don't know where this fits in with anybody. This weekend, I am doing a Zoom call with a local ward uh, for their fifth Sunday. 
Okay. And their bishopric has asked me to come and help their parents know how to take advantage of seminary to help Come Follow Me go better in their home. Cool. What are you going to say? Well, I was going to ask you, what would you, <laughs> what would you say? I, I, I mean, I have a couple ideas. I only really have 20 minutes. Yeah. So I, I can't do a ton, but... I mean, I would, what, what hope, you, what? I would hope that seminary teachers are communicating to parents the kinds of things that they're talking about so that parents have some ammunition when they come home. They, you know, if they know yeah. that their students are talking about certain things, they can say, tell us a little bit more about that, you know, and, and that could be helpful. If students have time um, in their classes to practice teaching or presenting certain things, that will bless parents' lives, you know, things like that. Yeah. Things we've talked about. What do you got? Yeah. Well, and so uh, now, again, those are all things teachers can do. So now I'm talking to parents right. and I'm, you know, so so I do, I, I am going to invite the parents to just ask more about seminary. Just ask more about what you talked about today. And hey, Brother Mickelson sent home an email saying you guys had a pretty good discussion about Revelation. Uh, on Sunday when we have our Come Follow Me conversation in our family, do you mind being a little bit prepared to share a couple of things you've learned and kind of teach your younger brothers and sisters? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sort of thing. I'm going to, I think it'd be super helpful. I think I, um, would, I, I would also advise parents, if you haven't heard from the seminary teacher and you're looking for stuff, yeah, yeah, text them. Um, especially my teachers, you're in the same ward as your seminary teacher, you parents. And so yeah, yeah. you, you can shoot them a text. Yeah, shoot them a quick text and just let them know, hey, um, I'm just wondering, is there anything that you guys have been talking about that you would like, you would think it'd be beneficial if we carried it on in our family discussion? Why? What teacher wouldn't love that text from a parent, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a couple of the things that I've heard students do. Um, I'm, you know, like this girl who said, I've been, all week I've been working on giving myself a little more time after my prayers. If a parent knew that, they could follow up and say, how's that gone for you? What's that? What's your experience been? You know what I mean? That, yeah. that would be great. That would be such a great conversation. Um, I am inviting the students to come home with questions just about every week. Therefore, a parent could say, hey, I know every week your seminary teacher you know, sends these yeah. reverse the questions question? home. Yeah. What, what do you got anyway. for me? Yeah, cool. Well, let us know. Re- return and report. Yeah, that'll be good. Sweet. All right, 29 minutes. My gosh, we've offended. Let's get out of here before it's 30, before it's too late. All right, man. All right, ready? And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of uh, Come Follow Me podcast. If you have any suggestions or comments or ideas or questions, please drop us a line at a comefollowmepodcast.com. Have a great week, everybody.